Hello, and welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Roxanne. I'm Rachel. And I'm Flo. And this is Typecast, brought to you by Rare Birds Book Club. <laughs> this week, we're casting Last Hang Standing by Lauren Hare. Want, I, I want that was my fault. Yeah, sorry. you gave me such eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just at the crucial moment, I just looked over at her to see if she was going to say, by the Rare Birds book club. <laughs> you were like, they, they were like, are you going to fuck up eyes? That's an, uh, yeah, and I did <laughs> immediately after. In a very charming way. <laughs> this week we're doing Last Tank Standing. We're all Yay. very excited about this. I think I'm just going to kick straight off with the synopsis. Yeah. Why not? It's the new year. And Andrea Tang has it all. At least she thought she did. Her relationship to her mum approved fiance Ivan has broken down and her love life is in the toilet. Her savings account is taking a major hit thanks to her sky high mortgage rates and love of designer bags. And her long f- worked for dream of becoming a partner at one of Singapore's biggest law firms is suddenly in jeopardy because of an ambitious, albeit in- irritatingly gorgeous, new lawyer called Suresh. Why must life be so hard? Why must Helen, that bitch, get engaged before her? Why are dating apps the actual worst? Why can't a handsome Chinese heritage billionaire just sweep her off her feet and take her away from her life of drudgery? In walks Eric, who is everything Andrea wants on paper. Quite literally, a hot billionaire of Chinese heritage who wants to sweep her off her feet. But with Suresh living rent-free in the back of her mind and her job making her miserable, Andrea starts to wonder if having it all is what she really wants. That was excellent. Oh, thank you. It was good. That was like so much better than the book jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Lauren Ho, she's really interesting. Actually, you can tell that uh, she was quite inspired by her own life because she was actually former uh, legal counsel herself. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's pretty evident when you read because there's a, a really good, like believable level of detail yeah. to her law hijinks yeah. <laughs> and she's she's Chinese heritage from Malaysia has lived in the UK and uh, she promises that the mother in Last Tang Standing is not based on her own mother ergo it is <laughs> <laughs> she's also moonlighted before as a stand-up comedian which really shows in the book too because it's very 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 funny so yeah what do you guys think what were your first impressions of the book I really enjoyed it I just thought it was so much fun like I already tore through it totally agree the book is described I think even on the jacket potentially as like crazy rich Asians meets Bridget Jones's diary sometimes those descriptions are like they really wide of the mark Mm. but I actually thought that was kind of accurate I thought it was really spot on it pulls in a lot of this sort of really fun glamour of crazy rich Asians Andrea is very similar to Bridget Jones in a lot of ways yeah she's a woman who is incredibly privileged and has her life together but also does not have her life together simultaneously Lauren Ho actually was saying that 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 one thing that separates her book from something like Crazy Rich Asians is that yes they they are sort of you know privileged but they're all working like they're they're all working characters it's not just they're all millionaires billionaires you know they they all have jobs and and have to have jobs yeah yeah, exactly It's this really lovely bit when she talks about her love interest, Eric, where uh, he wanted to study law and couldn't um, because his dad thought it was, you know, a little below him. (laughs) And she thinks to herself, oh, my gosh, like my parents 
who, you know, were migrants and came over, like forced me into being a lawyer. And she goes, that's the difference between his family and my family. A lawyer is a step up and his, for him, it's a step down. Yeah. So I thought that was a, a really elegant way <laughs> of describing the, the difference. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think she deals with Andrea's attitude towards work really well. And that's why I guess where the kind of autobiographical element comes in because she has like a very good work ethic and she takes her work seriously and she thinks she's very good at her job and she is very good at her job and she'll like stay in the office very late and all of this stuff and at the same time she sort of hates her life. She hates the job. She Mm -hmm. doesn't get satisfaction from it. She's battling for this partnership which she doesn't really want but she also fiercely, fiercely, fiercely wants it and she hates the idea of being just a kind of kept woman or a trophy wife because she just has that work ethic in her even if it kind of means that she's a bit miserable most of the time. So it feels very, you know, there's a lot of sort of cognitive dissonance going on there, but it feels really realistic. Yeah. Imagine what she would be doing if she was interested in the work, how successful she'd be. Whereas like in the book, she's just sort of doggedly going after this partnership basically because, you know, what else is there to do? Otherwise, why is she sacrificing so many years of her life working like this? She has to get it. Yeah. But she doesn't actually... Yeah, take much enjoyment from the job itself it's that sort of sunk cost fallacy isn't it yeah. it's sort of like i've spent so many years doing it like oh, you know it'll be a, a waste of all of these years if i don't get it rather than thinking like suresh does like maybe now's the time to actually go and yeah. do something i want to do but what what does she want to do she doesn't well she and i think that's the thing is like she's never she doesn't even know she's never seriously asked the question yeah andrea's supposed to be in her sort of mid-30s we're around the same age as her. And it's like these conversations are not 100 miles off from what we would be having with our friends about, you know, work and what you want out of your life and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think she works best actually when she's come up against stuff that she doesn't want and then she starts pushing back actually like when the options are presented to her so there's this concept that um, Eric introduces like, you know, if you marry me, you won't have to do this job that you don't like you can you you know you can pursue anything you want you, you can be like a tie tie which hilariously when i came across this um because she has like an explanation of what a tie tie is and I'll, I'll just quickly read it here uh singlish for a lady of privilege means with lots of leisure time and money both of which are typically spent on shopping sprees in designer boutiques eating in atas cafes getting rejuvenation treatments and fitness dance and doing fitness dance classes and um, my husband used to call me a Thai Thai <laughs> when we lived in China. That's just the standard word, like in it, where we were living. I lived in China for a couple of years and there's this... Uh, I mean, you did have a personal trainer at that time. I so. did. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that's what Thai Thai means? And I was like, no, oh my God. You were getting like, quietly burned by your husband for like two like, years. Excuse me, I have a bones pick with you that is several years old. <laughs> I did. I did come in. I like I passed into the room and I was like, uh, did you know that this means this? And he's like, no, I think that's just the standard word for wife. And I was like, I'm suspicious of you now. Funny thing is about her relationship with Eric is like, she says several times that's what she wants. Mm. She makes like allusions to the fact she's like, oh, I just wish like I could, you know, I had money and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And when, but when she's actually offered it, she doesn't, she doesn't want it. No, no. She's not actually, she's not as actually as interested in that as she sort of says she is or thinks she is, or she might be, you know what I mean? She likes the idea of it. One of the things that consistently makes me giggle in the book is that the power move, like whenever she goes to dinner with people, she's like, (laughs) like the power move is to pay for it and to be the first one to pay for it. And she just gets so annoyed when someone pays for dinner. She's like, how am I going to like 
exercise my power move and pay for dinner so I love that scene where she she wants to take Suresh for lunch and then he like invites her for lunch <laughs> and then he orders all the really like adventurous items on the menu and is eating the fish eyeball and then she has to eat the fish yeah. eyeball <laughs> and she's so like great. bastard bastard yeah. That's all, all of that stuff is what made it really feel like the hating game for me. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of loses that as it goes on because Suresh then just becomes like such a sweetie. Well, let's, well, let's he's talk not, about the romances. Yeah, so like, Suresh is really the main love interest. But you're right because he's – the thing is is she treats him as her enemy but he never really feels the same because as we learn – much later in the book, the stakes that she thinks are on the table actually never are. Mm-hmm. She really believes that they're competing for a promotion. And much later, he reveals that he was never competing for that ever. It's like to sort of needle her a little bit because he knew yeah. she was like, I'm going to get you. Like, yeah. I want to be better he's, than he's you. He's playing along with it. And yeah. it's kind yeah. of a flirtation for him as well. Yeah. yeah. He thinks it's it's adorable. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's really infuriating. Yeah. 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 I also got a lot of laughs whenever she describes him because which I mean I'll I'll do a bit more of that in the casting call but she's always she is always drooling all over him like she's like oh his like sculpted abs are in my face again (laughs) oh there he is sexy as ever Jesus oh my god the cinnamon scent of his skin is just so annoying he (laughs) is sort of weirdly perfect isn't yeah, he yeah. he doesn't really have any flaws though actually he's like an incredibly talented artist and lawyer and he's a lovely person he yeah. looks amazing my read on that was like she finds him attractive he writes like a graphic novel a very dorky one like he's he's a dork he's dorky. A, it's cool it's yeah it's cool i don't know if you know now i think maybe really you cool. should announce who it was he had in mind Oh, yeah, what? when what? you were reading it, there <laughs> was a, there was a, there was a person that you pictured. I so uh, we were oh, um, no. Flo and I were having a oh, um, well, no. we were all there. We were all having a drink the other night, and what, Flo did was, I go to the bathroom? Or yeah, something? you missed this bit. Well, no, um, this was a book club pick a couple of months ago, and when I was rereading it to write the write up for the book club. I told Flo that the person I was like picturing all along was Rishi Sunak. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely checks out. It absolutely does not check out. (laughs) That is very disturbing. And the person that I was picturing, it was still powerful enough in my own mind that that hasn't ruined the book for me. But honestly, I mean, I don't. I think, but that—that's the kind of character I pictured, where it's like you know attractive enough but like very dorky. I mean I'm sort of going off her descriptions like I mean I I'm pictured really really hot but you know actually something I want to talk about actually is the the onus on Andrea I noticed throughout the book that it's like like Andrea seems to be like blowing her chances with Suresh like he he makes moves on her and she sort of rebuffs him but in the back of my mind the whole time I was like he's engaged like she should rebuff him like unless he's going to break off his relationship Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be making moves on her I don't think the owner should have been on her to like make a move if he's not even going to like dump the woman that he doesn't want to be with I sort of read that more as though he was sort of unsure of his position like with Andrea he didn't bother kind of coming out and saying he liked her for a really long time because it was unclear whether she actually liked him but that's not big dick energy, is no. it? Oh, and I no. never suggested he has it. So, <laughs> so uh, as paltry energy, <laughs> he's got Rishi Rishi Sunak energy again. It works. <laughs> that is a bit so. Stop disturbing. saying it works. <laughs> stop you, stop you, agreeing with me. Then. Your, 
you're ruining this book <laughs> for so many readers right now. So the other love interest is Eric, who is also kind of too perfect because he's he's handsome, he's a billionaire, he's he's kind. I I found Eric kind of a bore. I mean, like, yeah, he was I a, think that's the point. Yeah, I think that's why he's not perfect. Is yeah. that they don't really have the spark. No. They? He likes her very much on paper. She likes him very much on paper, but there's no actual like spark or connection. And he's kind of a very dull dog, really. Yeah. <laughs> dull dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he's like a very literal man, isn't he? He kind of doesn't really have a sense of humor and she definitely does. Yeah. And she kind of makes jokes that he doesn't get. He's just sort of very sincere and straightforward and she needs a little bit of spark. I know, know, she definitely needs. So I think I actually spark. think he's a great character in that respect because he's perfect in pretty much every other respect. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's it's it's kind it was kind of refreshing actually I must say that he is quite kind like he doesn't blow up or do anything sort of like really crappy for her to realize that she doesn't want to be with him because most relationships do you tend to peter out? It doesn't tend to be like, oh, yeah. someone's like said something terrible or cheated on someone or something like that. It's just like, ah, this yeah, is when just they when working. they don't work, it's like I'm not feeling it. Not yeah. you know, he's a terrible person or something. Actually, interestingly enough, uh, Lauren Ho, when she was talking about this book, she's like, yes, it is a rom com, but she said when she was writing it that she really felt it was more like a coming of age novel, but a coming of age novel for for like just an like slightly like an adult you know that's coming into themselves and um in that frame I can really really see to be honest though like I don't know that I would necessarily bill this as a rom-com and if I was picking this up just as a rom-com I might be a little bit disappointed because it's like you know her relationships with Eric Deng and with Suresh like obviously they take up a lot of her attention Mm. but it's not the only thing going on in the book really it's a lot about her work it's a lot about her job and her career and they're both and who she wants to be and how she sees herself and it's all tangled up in that and another really important aspect that I really enjoyed was her relationship with Linda yeah Yeah. who's her cousin and kind of her best friend because Linda's such a good character it reminded me a little bit the dynamic between like Queenie and Cheske in Queenie yeah Yeah. the really beautiful slightly wild really fun (laughs) really self-confident friend who occasionally you're going to kind of have arguments with yeah. because they're just you know yeah. so headstrong especially if they're sleeping nude on your couch every night like <laughs> yeah that she's is a yeah, lot. that's kind of gross actually <laughs> I, know, I, know, I love how she kept mentioning she was like my my white leather couch is like a real gray now yeah. and I was like what <laughs> is happening on my couch but so, that's you know that arc in itself is is a little kind of rom-com arc you mm-hmm. know they fall out and then they have to they come back together again, yeah. you know, and they're reunited in a very nice way. Do you believe in Suresh and Andrea's connection and their relationship? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was well done too. Like, but I, thought, I sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I just, I, I just wanted more. Yeah. I wanted a lot more. I yeah. was like, every time I've really felt the book like lit up when um, they were talking and they were on screen because they, they did have such good chemistry um, and a great back and forth. A lot of their relationship happens in summary, which I think would be the only, fr- and again, another reason why I would struggle to call this actually a rom-com is because if it was going to be a rom-com, I'd want them like falling in love a lot more slowly and having mm. you spending a lot more time together. Whereas in the book we know they are spending a lot of time together we know they're together all day every day and we know they're hanging out on the weekend but 
that we don't ever get to witness the hangout so much as just see like, oh, and I went to games night with his friends. Do you think that's a fault of the format of the book? Probably, yeah. I I think if I was going to change one thing about this book, I would maybe lose the diary format. Mm -hmm. I would have just so much preferred this was just like sort of a third person narration where we were just watching, you know, them kind of hanging out and them interacting at work and sort of figuring it out and watching her figure her stuff out. Yeah. This, we had this really, really intimate kind of first person, this diary format, but Andrea isn't actually sharing her innermost thoughts with us. So I think a lot of, a lot of that was wasted. We didn't need it. It's also like it's an ambitious format for this character in this setting because with Princess, the Princess Diaries, it's sort of believable that a 14-year-old w- would walk around everywhere with a journal and write in it constantly. And she can read, Meg Cabot can really lean into that. But with this novel, it's like she's like a high-powered lawyer. She's at her yeah. desk every day. Like It's just not realistic that she's going to be going away and writing these really long diary entries. I think uh, some of it could have been achieved... Um, like you said, with third person and then maybe some like funny emails back and forth or text messages back and forth that a lot of like modern books do now to sort of speed up plot. Yeah, because you could have, you could have seen a lot of flirting between Eric and and Andrea that way or like, you know, sparring between Linda and Andrea over text or Mm -hmm. all of that stuff would have been, yeah, it would have been lovely to see it that way. It is interesting that you mentioned that though, that she does tend to shy away from like the big emotional moments. You don't really get an insight into Andrea's head. But great book great book very fun yeah very fun if you're looking for something sort of fun that's not gonna demand too much of you this is a great this is a great pick it's just also she's just gonna be big on the scene now like you can tell she's she's gonna be knocking out some really great books in the future so she's one to watch definitely she's got a great sense of humor so all right rule time rule time um listening carefully flow like, I don't know if you know this. I don't know what you're talking about. We've got three rules. Three. Just just three. Um, so one is, and I had to remind myself of what they were <laughs> at the start of this. I mean, no um, surprises because you never follow them. I so. know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, they are stupid though. Um, no daddies. <laughs> <laughs> no daddies. Uh, they've got to be actors and they've got to be contemporaries. So please don't cast... <laughs> Timothy Dalton as a young Andrea Tang because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> On many levels, it wouldn't work. So avant-garde. I, I love know. it. But you know, he, you know, he can do anything. He's got great range. And so Andrea, like, unless I didn't read this very carefully, she's not really described. I mean, you, you know that she's messy, um, but she's not really described physically. She's, unless she's being told that she's either too fat or too thin, which does make me laugh um she's like she's always like hung over or running late and covered in crisp crumbs um but she's also a lawyer that loves like designer bags and she describes herself as a zara girl so i think we kind of have free range yeah. with andrea i i would say like andrea seems to me like the sort of quintessential rom-com girl where she's like i'm a mess her diary entries describe her as like a hot mess yeah but we know through like how other people view her that she's like actually probably incredibly put together like she's a very smart lawyer and I guess also just the fact that she sort of attracts the notice of Eric Deng and he really singles her out which shows you that there definitely is something 
extremely compelling about yeah. her because lots She's of people are yeah. yeah in my mind I, I really pictured her being like really cute and 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 more like like her personality making her really gorgeous as opposed to just being like a model do you know mm-hmm. for me what differentiates her from your standard rom-com heroine is she's just a little bit spikier she's got a bit of edge she can be kind of a bitch if she wants to you know so it's not that kind of classic like oh I'm such a klutz you know it's more kind of like now I'm a bitch and I'll bite your head off if you cross me but you know then I go home and I'm and I'm just nice and normal (laughs) and she's like an alcoholic I think we can safely (laughs) they kind of all are yeah yeah yeah, I know because it's like she describes herself very often as like she stays up till three in the morning playing Candy Crush she's always (laughs) drinking way way too much if you took her word for it you would be like oh my god you're like an, an alcoholic on a spiral she's a city boy isn't she yeah I think it's just if you are working those kind of late hours, you just high you have to have style. to drink in between well, to keep going. Yeah. 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 Then there's Eric. The main description of him was he was older in his late forties or early fifties, and he had a kind face with intense eyes. I think he actually specifies that he's fifty-two at one point. I think he's. She, she talks often about his dad bod, but he's like, I, I think he's an attractive older man. Yeah, yeah, but not like gorgeous, like. He's very wealthy. He has very nice clothes. He's well groomed. Like, yeah. And then there's Suresh. Suresh. He is so hot. <laughs> Unless you're Rachel, in which case <laughs> she's soon back. <laughs> so he's got a red briefcase. Um. <laughs> okay. So this this uh, this description is going to show you just how wrong <laughs> Rachel is about or Suresh. how kind of right. Okay. So this is this is how um, Angie describes him. I don't like sharing an office with Suresh, even though he smells like cinnamon. He has a habit of saying annoyingly posh things like Lou, and he's tall and conventionally boringly attractive. Golden brown skin that will turn ashy if not moisturized, hazel eyes framed with such thick eyelashes he'll definitely have droopy eyelids one day. A rakish mop of silky black hair that will most likely never make it past his 40s, and if I'm held at gunpoint, a rugby, a rugby player physique but only a so-so rugby player. His favorite food is tacos. <laughs> so great hair, great body, great skin, great eyes. Yeah, Rishi Sunak. Yeah, obviously Rishi Sunak. <laughs> and also just in terms of ethnicities, Andrea and Eric are both sort of Chinese heritage yeah. and Suresh is Indian, sort of Indian-British. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I feel really strongly about my casting choices. <laughs> Do you? you already know one of them. <laughs> stuff I wanted it. I think that might be breaking the rules. <laughs> okay. All right, nothing to do now but cast. <laughs> please, please cast someone over <laughs> this, this is more of a plea than anything else. So I have two options for Andrea. Quite different vibes. Okay. Um, one is Ali Wong. Oh, that's good. Yes. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. Most yeah, famous yeah, for being yeah, a stand-up yeah. comedian. Yeah, she's great. And being she's in Always my, Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe, yeah. which she's delightful in. And that's the kind of more outwardly comic, sharp, you know, acerbic Andrea. But that is to a certain extent how I pictured her, you know, kind of having sharp edges. Yeah. And I think that she would nail it and it would just be so funny with her in the role. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I really love Ali Wong. I think she would be great in the lead. Um, I think it would come down a bit to the chemistry of the, the, the two actors, actually, like the pairing. But, yeah, yeah. I, I love Ali Wong. I, um, as a lead, she'd be great. 
She is maybe a little bit on the older side. I think she's 37 or 38. I don't think that's necessarily no, a problem. No, that doesn't matter. I actually think because because it's like Singapore and their lawyers, like I, I yeah. think it would it mm-hmm. ages up really nicely. Yeah, I was actually going to say that probably it's almost not that believable that she's they're so young in yeah. their 30s because if she's really going to make partner at such a competitive law firm it actually makes sense that yeah she'd be later into her 30s because you just still need time and years yeah, it's like being a lawyer yeah. in new york or yeah. like yeah yeah so i i i like that i love that yeah, that's and great you can, you can imagine her in a really nice suit with a mm. fancy yeah. handbag but then like eating a burrito or something and yeah. getting crumbs in her shirt and just like, also being like that fucking bitch yeah. got engaged before me yeah. well and i mean she that it's actually not that far from her character in always be my yeah. baby because yeah. she's incredibly successful in that but also behind the scenes true and that is other aspects of her life together maybe what actually gives me pause because i think you don't necessarily want to cast people in sort of roles that are too similar to what mm, they've been yeah. for which is kind of why i didn't want to say constance Wu. <laughs> oh my god i was actually going to make an she, announcement that no one no, can yeah, cast yeah. constance yeah. <laughs> oh, i didn't even dare go near it i was like love you constance but we all know she could do it and she'd be great but but yeah. that would be typecasting. Yes. So That's exactly what we do here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just Ali Wong's great. You can imagine her pulling the power moves mm-hmm. all over the place. Yep, like That's that brilliant. very much. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely yep. take yep. her on yep. board. And then my second choice, different direction, is a British actress called Kay Alexander, who is probably best known for pra- playing Leaf in Game of Thrones, who's like one of the like I think they're called the Children of the Forest. Um she's sort of just had like a lot of bit parts so she was recently in collateral she was in bad education and i haven't seen her in too many things but i just really love her face i think she has such a good face she does have a good face i can't comment because i i mean apart from seeing her as as the how i mean old, i have how seen old her is she in, i feel like she's a little bit young yeah i don't actually know i think she this is why it's a different direction because she's a little bit younger yeah. because she's more of an unknown but i'm thinking Maybe this could be a breakout role for her. She's done comedy because she did comedy for bad education. And I just, I don't know. I just like the look of her. I, I, like think, look of her. I think Ali Wong is your strongest Yeah, thing. I, I, I think, think you're probably I'm right. Strong. But um, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd say Kay Alexander as well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have two picks. So my first pick is Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Who is in all sorts of stuff, including Crazy Rich Asians. For me was like a slightly more serious take on that character in terms mm-hmm. of like I, I think actually she can be a comedic actress as well but as well but it's like the more sort of serious lawyer well put together beautiful a little bit glamorous i would have said that Gemma chan has like a very sort of gentle energy but that's because of the the but then she's like when i think about her turn in humans i mean she's great in that and she has such range I'm open-minded. I don't. I don't think it would be my first choice, especially not over Ali Wong. But okay. I'm open-minded to that. And then my second pick is Kelly Marie Tran, who uh, you'll know best from Star Wars. She's such a sweetheart. Um, I thought, in terms of like, you know, really charismatic, really cute. I quite charming, like that actually. She like could be that. great. Yeah, I, and I, I and I, I think know. she could sort of, if you wanted to, really make Andrea on the surface like have real hot mess energy. I think she could do yeah, that. I th- yeah, that to me is like really pure rom-com casting. Yeah. Mm. And I can see her doing the kind of cute sort of... Yeah. I, my picks are um, Maya Erskine. And she was the lead in Plus One. But she's also the lead, um, she plays Maya in, I think it's P-E, I think it's P, 
pen one five, but <laughs> I don't know if it's just penis. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is so funny, and she she is sharper Ali Wong energy, but she's also she can play like a real hot mess. Like she's she's a bit of a hot mess in uh, plus one. Um, and my second my second <laughs> <Tangent>. choice <laughs> is uh, Brenda Song, and so she played a bit part um, in New Girl. Oh, I as, love her. Yeah, she's great. She was Daisy in New Girl and um, Angie in Pure Genius and Madison in Dollface. And I think she also is like pure like a rom-com cast. Very funny. She can also be spiky. like Very cute. Yeah. 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 She also dates Macaulay Culkin. Does she really? Which to me is a sign of good character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are my two picks. She, um, I mean, she's 32 years old and she looks very young. So that's definitely... If you were going with her, that's definitely putting Andrea like on the I well, I, yeah, I cast the, as the, her actual age in the book. Kelly yeah. Marie Tran is thirty one. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, to be she honest, falls under that she falls under that umbrella. I as well. think I think this means some really strong choices. I mean it's hard for me because I love Ali Wong Ali, so much. Ali Wong is probably on the surface the best one, but it's it's almost so obvious it's like is it we don't we don't want to go too obvious with she, well, picks in a well it's like she already kind of plays Andrea yeah, Tang. Yeah, yeah. In I know that, that, that's, that's the thing that gave me pause. My but. my second choice is then we'd probably be Kelly Marie Tran or Brenda Song. Although I do, Maya Askin is would be amazing in that role. I don't know. Well, it's yeah. So this has been a good round. Good round. Uh, Ali good Wong round. will work very well with one of my Suresh choices. That you know what? That's but what I need a younger actress with my other my true that, Suresh okay. choice. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll see who we pick. <laughs> All right, well, what about, let, let's get Eric out of the way. Okay. Let's do Eric next. Very excited about Eric. Okay, oh, it's, it's me. Yeah, it's you. Okay. So my Eric is Tony Leung. Oh, yeah, good choice. Who I just love. He is hot. He is a an actor from Hong Kong. He's been in, like, so many very iconic films from Hong Kong. Um, Infernal Affairs, which is the which is what The Departed is based on. He's in 2046, In the Mood for Love, Hero, all these films. And he's like 58 now. And I just think he has like such a lovely face. He has such he a does. kind, sweet, mm-hmm. warm expression. And he's handsome, but in a kind of slightly rumpled, gentle way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's quite good. He, he, yeah, looks, he looks very much how I pictured Eric yeah. Yang when I was reading yeah, it. Yeah. He yeah. is very strong. Very handsome. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's okay, very great. good. That's very good. Um, I think I might just leave it there then. Yeah. Because to be honest, that he, 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 he's, he's, he's my Eric. My Eric Deng choice. I only have one. Ken Watanabe. You know why he wasn't in the running for me? I, just because I just associate him as being so Japanese. But yes, I yeah, really he, pictured him. He as, is. Um, he's a Japanese actor. My God. I've, he's been I in, have such a thing for Ken I know, Watanabe. He's, he's the I best and he's so, so handsome. He is in the dossier. My God. Oh, yeah. I find him so hot. And you know what? I was actually worried he was a little bit too old. Because he's no, he's like sixty, but I think visually he ha- the actor has to be around sixty because yeah. you want yeah. to see that he is kind a of much significantly older. Man, older. Yeah. And yeah. if you cast a fifty-two year old actor, they're gonna look forty-five, so it's sort of lost a bit. Yeah, he's a good pick in terms of like he could definitely play like very straight and very boring, but he has enough charisma that you could see why Andrea would entertain the notion. Like it's like he can't be completely boring because she has she does go out with him and like him. I kind of see, I already see a problem with our picks because even with my pick, I think 
these men are just very <laughs> charismatic and handsome. Yeah, but, but Eric is. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, he has yeah. to be a good foil for Suresh. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I like because like it's, like, it's like you're walking away from Ken Watanabe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you fool! fool. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ken Watanabe. I think my my only problem is that he sort of to me has too much kind of gravity. You know, like I think he has a lot of he has a very powerful presence. I agree with that. And I don't know if Eric has a powerful presence. There's just something about it's almost like a kind of dark energy that he has. Do you know what I mean? Like there's something about him mm. that you just think, oh, he's got a dark secret and I want to know what it is. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you'll like mine then. So I only had one pick as well uh, and it's another one that I was just like obsessed with since I was a little girl. Is uh, Chow Yun-Fat. Oh, I almost said him. Yeah. I love Chow Yun-Fat. He is, yeah. If you don't know Chow Yun-Fat, he played, I mean, you'll probably recognise him. He played uh, Lee Mubai in Crouching Tiger, Tiger Hidden Dragon. Dragon. And South Iconic Feng. Iconic movie. Yeah. I know. And South Feng in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. He is just, he's just lovely. Like he's, I, I feel like, Eric has to be that sort of likable. Yeah, and I, mean, I think mm-hmm. he's very like immediately likable in the same way that Tony Long is. He was yeah. also memorably in the film Bulletproof Monk. Yes. Classic. With, um, Sean William Scott. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was the height of his career, if you ask me. I found Eric Dang like one of the most char- like fun characters to cast in a while yeah. because it's actually not yeah. that often that we have like it's like you're trying to find a handsome older man like there's so many great actors like in their 50s and 60s that we just never really get to go near who I almost thought of saying was Takeshi Kaneshiro oh because a, she mentions a bit him. in the book yeah. where she talks about him and she's yeah. like oh he's still gorgeous or yeah. whatever, and he's still single <laughs> and like I was obsessed with him when like the film uh, House of Flying Daggers came out, because <laughs> I think like in in that movie, Takeshi Kaneshiro is the most beautiful person alive, and yeah, so I kind of I, I briefly considered him too gorgeous. Though. He's actually too young. He's only forty six. Oh, get older. Yeah. I, I I like folded down that page because I was like, <laughs> yes, somebody else who was obsessed with Takeshi Kaneshiro. <laughs> somebody gets me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, jury's out on that one. Um, let's move on to Suresh. So, move who is Rishi. the foil for yeah. all these handsome? Billionaires. I'm just going to say now this isn't a pick, so I'm not breaking the rules. <laughs> but I just want to speak about who was in my head when I was reading it. Okay. I, I Okay, yes. Not breaking the rules. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is how we always start. <laughs> I'm, not breaking, <laughs> I'm not breaking the rules. I'm not breaking the rules. You know you're. <laughs> but, Rox, I think you'll appreciate this. When I was reading it, I just pictured Sendal Ramamurthy. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because he's, he's, he's spiked he's my just, pick. It's, that's him. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, he is. I, I, how are you breaking the how are you breaking the rules? Because my issue is that he's too old. I don't think he's too old. I think he is a perfect man. That, <laughs> he is just is, no, no. <laughs> he is so hot in Never Have I Ever. It's distracting. It's like it's like he plays the dad in Never Have I Ever and it's like he's too he's too hot. He's too hot. It just, it just takes attention away just from like, the plot. He just like is him. And I don't know whether it's because I recently rewatched Heroes and his character is called Mahinda Suresh in it. <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> everything about him is just him. But for me, it's him in like Heroes. And now yeah. he's slightly graduating into more into more kind of dad yeah. territory, which is also great he's, and he's hot. Yeah, but it's, that's not. But I he's, think he's, he's in his forties. It is, Suresh. but it's like, are you truly casting him ten years ago in your heart? I don't care. He should be <laughs> Suresh. Unbelievable. I don't care. He is. He is Suresh. Come on. It's like he's he so hot. Is. He's that got a slight him, bit. Yeah. He's it's got a, a tiny bit floppy of nerd hair. Energy. Yeah. He's got the floppy hair. He's got the eyelashes. He's just. He's. 
dropped he it He smells gorgeous. of cinnamon, probably. Oh, my God. He definitely smells of cinnamon. <laughs> He's just so sexy. That's another top of the dossier pick. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's not my pick. I just want to say that. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> not cheating. It is Rock's pick. Thanks, for, thanks for not stealing cheating. my pick. Um, <laughs> so I actually, I actually thought this was really easy. Like Loads of names just came to me when I was trying to think of a good Suresh. I mean, too young, but, you know, a Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Could, I wondered if someone was going to say Dev Patel. Yeah, no. I, I don't think I don't think he's perfect for it. I'm not he really is wrong. For yeah, it I'm not really Whoa. feeling him. I'm not really, really feeling him yeah, for this role. I think yeah. he is wrong. Even for with it his flowing hair. No, I mean he's got great flowing hair, but I just, I just, he is described as like quite jacked, and I just, I oh, just, but that don't doesn't matter. Yeah, that no. doesn't matter. That doesn't I kind matter. of ignore bits see. of that. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just has slightly the wrong vibe for me. Yeah, I mean, like that's not my. Okay, what, it's not now, my number one pick. Now that <laughs> now that you've said two actors that you, you haven't picked, <laughs> could you just let us know who you just actually have in myself. mind? Just let me enjoy myself. I'm having a nice time. So who's your pick then? Well, <laughs> gosh, I've got a few just different ones. Give us your favorite okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Rahul Rahul Kohli, who is in Eye Zombie and is about to be in The Haunting of Bly Manor, I think is it would be a very good Suresh. Coming down more on the Rachel side of things and that he's sort of leaning yeah. into the kind of slightly nerdy territory. He's very handsome. He's got a lovely face. He's got very yeah. sweet, warm energy. He's mm-hmm. good at comedic acting. That's that's, that's yeah. You, that's, can, you can imagine him doing a graphic novel. Much more in the zone. That, yeah, me, much, yeah, much much, much more, more in the, the zone, zone for me too. I couldn't see him against Ali Wong. I could see him against maybe Brenda Song. Actually, I could see him against Ali Wong. And then I also thought Utkar Shambudkar would be good. So he's probably best known for being Donald in Pitch Perfect. He's the guy who raps, and he is less leaning into the kind of nerdy Suresh and more leaning into the kind of cool, witty, slightly edgy Suresh. Like this is a wealthy man in Singapore who spends his Saturday nights playing board games with his friends. Like he's got dork. Uh, No, that, I mean, disagree. I I think he's got the dorky down, but I think maybe he's like. Oh no, I don't think he does have dorky down. To me, he's got kind of like fuck boy vibes. Yeah, 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 but maybe it's because I'm thinking of him in the like Mindy, like the Mindy project and he plays her younger brother and he's like, and he's very like, I mean, he's, he's rapping in that too, but he's also just like, like, I think he's like a med student. He drops out. Go with Rahul Kohli then. That's your best pick for sure. Strong pick, yeah. Okay, <laughs> after your 17 picks. Look, I don't often reel off many names and just let me have it. Right? Me? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I have two that I know you guys are going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> like, as I was doing that, I was like, both of these are perfect and they're going to hate them. <laughs> okay. So my first uh, pick was Kamel Nanjiani, especially because he's got quite hench lately, so that can satisfy oh, the, no, rugby, I find it really the rugby player brief. I, I must admit, I do find that a bit disturbing too, but that's... Because he's, he to me is, he's attractive, he's a little bit geeky, but he's also smart, like, he can play the different sides of Suresh, I I think. I don't hate that. I I think, I I don't know. Yeah, I knew. (laughs) I don't hate that. I think that his turn in Silicon Valley has slightly ruined him for me because he plays such a dick. What's your second pick? (laughs) I I almost don't want to say it. No, say it. Okay, so my second pick is completely off brief. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I just think this person would be perfect. He's a Canadian. Nice tick box <laughs> for me on a personal level. That's part of your level. brief, okay. your life brief. Um, but he's not Indian. Um, okay. He's Canadian Egyptian and he is Mina Masood, who is Aladdin. <gasps> oh, I love him. And I just think Aladdin, like Suresh to me kind of has Aladdin vibes. And like Aladdin, <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin in Aladdin yeah. was 
I feel like a really kind of like he was like built, but also really wiry. Mm-hmm. So you could see him as like a sort of a graphic novel geek, but also weird. You know what I mean? Weirdly, compellingly attractive for Andrea. Mm. Yeah. Again, that's not really a bad pick. I just I don't know why it doesn't say Suresh to me, but I don't know why that is. I think he's I- too young. Yeah, so he would work for the younger, our younger um, Andrea yeah. picks. But if you were going with for Ali the Wong. Gen Z. Yeah, if you were going with Ali Wong, I agree. He's He would be too. Okay, I mean, he does look like he would do a graphic novel on the side, but I don't know if he looks like he'd be doing lawyering <laughs> as a full-time uh, thing. I don't yeah. know. Let's be honest about Suresh. He's not really a brilliant lawyer. He's just a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true. I, I don't mind either of those picks. The actor, I mean, a lot. Look, they're not Sendal. Oh, I know. He's great. He's yeah. great. They're not Sendal, so, I mean, come on. It's, they're bad. <laughs> okay, Rox, who do you have? Uh, um, so it's this actor called Sendal Ramamurthy. <laughs> oh, really? Tell us more. Yeah. Um, he For plays, some reason, I feel like I've heard that name before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He I don't plays know where. Uh, Mohan in Never Have I Ever and uh, Dr. Panthaki in New Amsterdam. And he is smoking hot. I actually think if you put him against Ali Wong, I think, I think that yeah, would work. Yeah, they're more age appropriate. Yeah, I think, yeah, that I think that'd be good. That's I guess the, the, just the one thing about Suresh where I feel like he needs to play young is in the sense that like I don't know I guess you could you could argue both ways because he has the confidence to like leave his job and jack it in to like pursue a sort of a risky dream but also it's like I feel like he needs to be young enough to do that that he's like he lit because it's like at the end of the book he literally just leaves it all behind and starts his whole life over that's true and it's like I just feel like a man in his 40s that's just a little bit less believable yeah Yeah, that's it I can't imagine Sender Ramamurthy doing a graphic novel and leaving his job yeah, and yeah. being like, this is this this could take off. I'm just gonna go try it for six months and see what happens. Yeah, yeah that 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 is quite a compelling argument, to be fair. I am prepared to offer a truce. I'm prepared to make <laughs> I'm prepared to make a deal. I'm prepared to do a deal. <laughs> that time okay. of the okay. podcast again. Well, you can have Ali Wong. Okay. Rox, you can have your guy. Send deal. Yes. Doesn't matter. As long as you old. get Ken. And I get Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Do you know what? If we had Ken Watanabe, you'd have to have Sendil because well, that's just what, a nice why? older cast What's across the, logic the board. There? Just because, <laughs> just because I think like that you'd have to have someone hot enough to go up against. It's not Ken about Watanabe. heat; it's about competing energies. We're not going to get into the big dick energy. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. That's it. Wait, who gets inspiration happening? I do. Ken Watanabe. <laughs> You can't. You can't. yourself. For yourself. What is wrong with you? I'll just let it have it. (laughs) Uh, Fine.